Welcome to Monday Morning Homilist. I'm Father Manny Alvarez. And I'm Jorge Santibanez. Every Monday morning, we dive deeper into the previous Sunday's readings and homilies. And towards the end, we veer off to talk about life and definitely talk a little sports. Enjoy. Good morning, happy Monday, happy Holy Week. There's probably people that are upset that this did not post at 5 a.m. <laughs> we Our numbers have been impressive. They have been. It's, it's fun to pop in there and, uh, and see what the, and what the th- listeners... Let me just say it from the beginning. There's so many people that walk, have walked up to me after messages. Father, can you please keep doing these after Lent? Lent or- no. <laughs> <laughs> this is tiring. I you mean, should do it now for the octave of Easter. No. And then for the Easter season. We're just going to keep stringing this along little no. by little. And before you know it. Right. How much? I mean, I go in here and I, and I do the thing and, 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 I, and, I, and, and, thank, and thank you for all the wonderful compliments and all that. But it's, it's like, it, it's, it is a sacrifice. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's a joyful sacrifice, but it's like, okay, yeah. Easter. The best is when you, when you, you're winding down the day. Like, oh, I got to record the podcast. Hold on. Yeah, come exactly. run back over. <laughs> and it has happened to me. I've, I've had to come in here very late. Oh, I, have, I don't have the 5 a.m. podcast. And you've mastered yet. the program and I've how to post the, it. Yes. Uh, Sunday, I don't, I don't know what happened. Uh, but uh, Saturday. But no, it, it's, it's, it's been great. It's been wonderful. But Sunday morning? And, I don't, and Sunday morning may be Jorge and I coming to you at 5 a.m. I don't know. We'll see. Depends on where we are Saturday night. But... Uh, It'll it'll we'll keep it'll keep going. We can post that one right after the Easter. Because literally, we'll I've done forty. Live. I did four number forty <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> number forty day forty was yesterday. Today it's going to say Holy Monday at the end of Lent twenty twenty three. So and tomorrow will say Holy Tuesday. But it's it's been wonderful. It's been a gift. I, I thank you. If you want to hear that, come to mass. <laughs> and that's basically what I'm doing. Those five minutes is is basically it's kind of my hum, more or less. Sometimes I give a, go a little deeper than. Well, that's why we are Monday morning homilist. There you go. So Palm Sunday in the books. God. One of your favorite days, right? Oh, here's the thing. (laughs) (laughs) So. (laughs) It's a a tricky day. It's a tricky day. Okay. Um, Palm Sunday has, like you said, it is a tricky day. It's a beautiful liturgy. and, and, And God bless all the people who walked out of Mass saying, Father, that was a glorious liturgy. It was beautiful. It's long. And it's not, and it's I'm to me, I'm not sighing because it's long. I have no problem being long. Easter vigil is longer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that there's the palms and people coming to get palms. And you said something for one the year about um about uh devotion and Yeah, well, the devotions become superstitions. Ah, see, there you go. I wanted we to give had, you credit, full credit for the quote. We had, I saw, I didn't see it, but someone told me about it, that someone in the middle of Mass walked in, grabbed two palms, and, and then left right yeah. away. You saw it all day. It just come in to grab their palm. And, and so, I mean, what's what's happening there? So that frustrates you as a priest, and, and, and frustrate, obviously frustrates Jorge as a layman, but, you know, for me it's like, people always are, always are on the same page. It's like, I get frustrated. I literally had, have had told people, I go, how long have you been celebrating Palm Sunday? You know? And I've said that to people walking through the door to people who are clerics. Yep. You know? Uh, because to me, and so it was, it was coming, 
it, it, it was just coming at me in all directions and, 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 and there's, and there's holy chaos. Okay. Nothing compared to my last parish, but still. So when I approached the 1030 mass, cause five, I had five o'clock on Saturday and 1030, it was well, 1045. We moved it back 15 minutes. Thanks be to God. Um, five o'clock on Saturday. It's like, Oh, the, the palms are disappearing. You saw the, the, the church this morning. Yep. We have plenty of palms mm-hmm. left. They'll be given to the kids this morning. Uh, but then even this morning, people were coming in. Father, are these palms blessed? I'm like, yes. That's the question I get asked the most. But did the water land on it? No, no no one. I mean, <laughs> Father Uko was the only one that went around the church. The water didn't land on it. All right, we're making fun of our people. So five uh, o'clock our people, mass. certain. Okay, yeah. yeah, maybe. So <laughs> I go to 1045 mass, and I was, I was explaining this to, to Nana from the call yesterday. It's like, I, 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 I said, you know what? Like every Mass, I need to go approach it like Jesus approached the cross. Embrace it. Yep. And, and I told him, I go, this has become the passion of Manny Alvarez. You know, it's like, I'm reading the passion. And, you know, long I'm... Long form I'm, or short form? The long form. The only form. Yeah. And, as Father Andrew likes to say. Dear God, Father Andrew. Um, he, was, he, was, he was in rare form yesterday. So I read, I'm reading the long form, and obviously the, the priest takes the role of Jesus Christ. And you're saying these words, which are words where I'm used to saying because I say them every day at Mass, you know, during the consecration, but hearing everybody, oh, crucify him, crucify him, it's like, you're talking to me, right? <laughs> you're talking to me. Because we're supposed to take on the person of Christ. We're supposed to take on the passion. We're supposed to walk with him. And there was a great, and I, and I want to get this right, there was a great quote from Archbishop, um, Archbishop Gomez from from Los Angeles, who is the Archbishop of, of our Carmelite Sisters. And he said about Palm Sunday in the liturgy today, the church makes each of us actors in this historical drama. We play the part of those who follow Jesus to the gates of Jerusalem. We are the ones waving palm branches and singing hymns of joy. And we are the ones who condemn him and mock him in his agony. It's beautiful because, you know, sometimes the... You know, what do you call it? The, the the reading of the Passion may sound like a really bad table read. Yep. You know, if you don't have the right lectors or the people aren't into. Thankfully, our people were into it this year. They were. They really were. Um, but if you don't have good lectors, and if you don't have it, it, it doesn't work. And it doesn't work. In fact, I one. I remember. I think I've done, only done this once. There was one time, and God forgive me. The lecture was that was assigned. This is another parish, was not good. And the priest said, and it's my option. Yep. I said, I'm reading the whole thing. And read the whole thing, oh. read it methodically, read it slowly, emphasized the points right. that I wanted to emphasize for the purposes of my very brief homily. And away we went. So it's about being able to bring to the people of God, you know, an experience of this dramatic, you know, historical event that transformed the world. And that's what Palm Sunday should be. Now, a question for you, as as a priest having to prepare a Palm Sunday homily, which should be brief. Mm-hmm. How tricky is that? Very tricky. Because you know you've got you've got a captive audience. You've got people who are returning for the first time in a while. You've got your regulars. You've got the first. Uh, you've got the gospel before the procession, then the two readings, and then the passion. So how do you, what's your, what's your, uh, how do you, how do you handle no, all it, that? It's basically, you know, you just take, you had to take one or two ideas. And, the, and this year I took three, which I'll get into right now. Uh, because, uh, and some, you have the option of preaching a homily yeah, at the, at the procession. Yep. Okay. 
I may have done that once or twice to and 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 by I'm doing that I'm talking about 30 seconds. Well, let's pay attention to this as we walk in. Um so yesterday what I did was I emphasized three three points and they, and they they came from the scriptures. The first one was something that happens to me every year as we're reading the passion. You're reading the passion and when you, when you're the priest standing at the altar reading the the words and we're the ones that have the least lines. Yep. Okay. I mean, maybe the, the voice has, I don't know, but you're there and you're taking it in and you're meditating that. And always happens to me that while you're there, something hits you and he goes, Oh, I should mention that in my homily or I should mention, or maybe I do, or maybe I don't. And so since I didn't have a deacon at the five o'clock mass on Saturday, I read the gospel. And I remember the last time I read the gospel, um, at the gates, you know, when we, before we went yep. in, so I read that gospel and then reading the beginning of the passion narrative, there is a link that I, that I made. There is like a connection that I made. And it was this there. When we read the gospel of the procession of Jesus into Jerusalem, Jesus instructs the disciples to go in and says, go and tell a certain so-and-so, to lend us the donkey to go into Jerusalem. And the disciples go and do it. Then at the beginning of the Passion narrative, same thing, almost. He goes, go and tell a certain so-and-so that I'm going to stay at his house and recline at table with my disciples to celebrate the Passover. And, And I made that link during the reading of the Passion on Saturday night. And I made mention of it. Why? Because in, in Spanish, the word they use is dile al cierto fulano, tell fulano. Fulano is like, you know, the so-and-so. Tell person I forgot, you know, we say, oh, so-and-so, I forgot his name. But it's an anonymous figure. And, and there's so many little anonymous figures during the Gospels. But here are people that Christ needed. Christ needed to be able to enter into his passion. And I made the connection and said to, to, to the people of God, I said, and Christ needs you as well, to reemphasize what Archbishop Gomez said, what he wrote yesterday. We are actors in this, and he is calling us forth to take part in this passion with him. So we could be that anonymous figure that lent Jesus the donkey. We could be that anonymous figure that lent Jesus the upper room to celebrate the Passover with his disciples. Both crucial characters and crucial Antagon, you know, protagonist in the passion of our Lord. So that was the first thing that I emphasized. Like I said, it was three points. The second point was yesterday's second reading, which is from Philippians 2, which is beautiful. We pray it in evening prayer every Saturday night. And so I had just finished pre- you know, praying evening prayer like maybe half an hour before Mass, and now I'm hearing it again on Saturday night at, sec- at second reading, which is, you know, and I'll be brief. I'll just say the first few verses. Christ, though he was in the form of God, did not deem equality with God something to grasp at. Rather, he emptied himself and took the form of a slave and accepted death, death on a cross. And I paraphrase the last few verses. It's this emptying, this concept of emptying. In, in, in Greek, it's called the kenosis hymn. In other words, I emphasize to the people that this during this Holy Week, there is a certain emptiness emptying 
you know, be careful with with the, the variations of the word. The emptying that is needed on our part to empty our hearts, to humble ourselves as Jesus did, to humble before the cross as Jesus did, to become a slave like Jesus did. So how do we do that? Then by going to confession this Wednesday, 7 o'clock, which brings me to my third point. And like I said, when you when you're pre- you you ask the question, how do you prepare preaching on this that two chapter so much to two chapter <laughs> long gospel from the Gospel of Saint Matthew? There, you you could go through those through that gospel and say you could preach a homily in that, you could mm-hmm. preach a homily in that, you could preach yep. a homily in that, and just and go crazy, and then you really you really have a long mass. But the rubrics say brief homily. You know, the the church knows. We already beat you over the head with the passion. We the priest doesn't need you beat you yep. over the head with a long homily. That's something Pope Francis probably, yep. would probably say. <laughs> so the third thing I said is that I took two quotes that were polar opposites. I tweeted out yesterday. The first quote that spoke to me as I was meditating on the passion narrative last week was, "I do not know this man," which Peter said twice during his three denials. First time he said. I don't know what you're talking about. When they asked him if he, if he was with Jesus, then he said, I do not know this man. And he reiterated, I do not know this man. Why does that hit you? Why does it hit me as a sinner? Why should it hit you as a sinner? Because that's, that's what we say to Jesus implicitly every time we sin. I do not know this man. Ah, And it hits you. And when Peter realizes that what he had done, and then he had said hours earlier to Jesus, "No, no, no. You said you say that we're going to our faith will be shaken. My faith won't be shaken. I will die with you." Mm-hmm. And as soon as somebody accused him of just knowing the man, yeah, of just knowing him, I don't know what you're talking about. I do not know the man. I do not know the man. Okay, it hits you, and so when Peter realized that, and here's the rooster crowing. He and Saint Matthew says he wept, wept bitterly. bitterly, and it reminds me. And I said this at the ten thirty mass yesterday. How many times have I, as a penitent, been in the confessional weeping bitterly? How many times have I been on the other side of the confessional as a as a confessor, seeing a child of God weeping bitterly, because implicitly they had said through their sins. I do not know the man. And we do. We know this Jesus. We know this love. And how can Peter, of all people, Peter who will be asked after the resurrection, do you love me three times as atonement for this sin, as redemption for this sin? You know, Peter who who heard all the sermons of Jesus, Peter who saw all the wondrous things Jesus did. Peter, who was so bold as to say, and you could say that he was being, he was exaggerating, but Peter probably earnestly believed on Holy Thursday night that he would give his life for Jesus. And we probably can look at ourselves like, yeah, I would do that. Ah, but as I say in Spanish, cuando viene la hora de los mames, mm-hmm. when, the, when the hour comes, we don't know how we're going to respond. Well, and Jesus alludes to that. You know, when, when he's in the garden and Peter's asleep, 
you know, pray that you may not undergo the test. The the spirit the, is the willing, spirit is willing, but, but the flesh is weak. Yeah, and he's just forecasting it right now. Like, yeah, you 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 can talk the good talk when you're with me, but when the rubber hits the road, here's what you're gonna do, and yep. and you're gonna get scared and you're gonna run. So that 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 should hit yep. you like a ton of bricks. So if you're preparing for confession on Wednesday and doing your examination of conscience, you know, repeat, I do not know this man because if I did know this man, I wouldn't be doing all these things. And so the polar opposite quote of that, and it's where we need to journey to, is it, it's funny because it's usually a, a phrase that's reserved for like the, the character of the voice, but it's said by the pe- it was said by the people yesterday. When the centurion sees, and then now the reason is said by the people in St. Matthew's Gospel, it's the centurion and those around him see what had just happened, seeing seen that Jesus had died, seeing him calling out to God, seeing everything that had transpired. What was their response? Truly, this was the Son of God. Okay, so we have the journey from I do not know this man, do not know the man, to truly this was the Son of God. It's the journey from rejection, denial, to a confession of faith. And that's where we need to journey to. So I just gave a very much longer explanation yeah. <laughs> than the very brief homily that I gave yesterday because it is so powerful meditating on first the gospel at the beginning. There's so much significance to that and it gets kind of overshadowed by the passion narrative. Right. You know, so that you know, so that's important because here comes Jesus in his messianic entrance into Jerusalem, they're screaming, Hosanna to the son of David, a messianic title. They're waiting. They are hoping Jesus will do something. Judas is hoping Jesus will do something. Oh, Judas. I'm, mm. I was going to bring in Judas. No, I know. Cause I, I was going to bring Judas in because your wife <laughs> mentioned Judas this morning. She still got me uh, you know, thinking about that one. But we'll get to that in a second. The, what happens at the beginning is important. Because we, we walk in with Jesus. We're waving the palms. You know, and we're shouting Hosanna to the Son of David. Welcoming the Savior. That's, those people truly believe, just like Peter truly believed that he would die with them. These people truly believe that Jesus would save them. But it wasn't salvation that they had anticipated. They were anticipating a liberation from the Romans, a liberation from you know, the oppressiveness of the Jewish authorities, of the Pharisees, the scribes. And that's not what happened. It was a different kind of liberation. It wasn't a political liberation. It was a spiritual liberation. It was a liberation into eternal life. So yes, he did come to save, not just what the, save, the saving that was needed. So that, that there is important. And Judas is mentioned at the very beginning of the, of the Passion narrative yesterday. Judas is mentioned today's reading today, when when Mary, the sister of Lazarus, anoints Jesus with oil, and, and Judas is more worried about, oh, that's expensive mm-hmm. oil, you know, because he care, he, he wants that, that money yep. to steal it, not to give it to the poor. But Judas is that is this tragic figure in yesterday's gospel. He 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 betrays Jesus and then he takes it back, and then ends up hanging himself. So you I'm, were bringing I'm, up, yeah. So so Jesus. the side by side of of Judas and Peter. So here you've got these two men who. Journeyed with Jesus, you know, who were the inner circle part, you know, heard everything he had to say, saw everything he did side by side. And their response 
to their betrayal has always, and and it really stood out as we were reading the the Passion, because as you just mentioned, Judas feels bad, goes to give the money back, and then runs off to hang himself. And Peter, on the other hand, denies Jesus three times, realizes what he's done, and the the movie Passion of the Christ depicts it beautifully, because you know, the the gospel says he wept bitterly. If I recall correctly, in the Passion of the Christ, he runs to Mary. And and he weeps with Mary. And that that's such a beautiful image of, you know, as we're as we enter into this week, as we journey with Jesus in His Passion, you know, as we go to confession on Wednesday, recognize that every time we sin, we are denying Christ. What is our response to that? Do we give up hope? And and go and and I'm not literally hang ourselves, but you know, do we take that route of of despair, despair. or do we you know, enter into that that agony, you know, weep bitterly, and do so in the arms of our Blessed Mother, and in the arms of Mother of Holy Mother Church, you know, and return to the Lord in, in the sacrament of confession, and try to be better, try to be stronger, you know, and recognize that despite denying him three times, you know, as Jesus did with, with Peter. He will give us that opportunity to say, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? You know, and he's going to give us that opportunity to be redeemed, not just because of what he did on the cross, but because he knows us personally and, and loves us personally and is going to give us that concrete opportunity to come back to him. And and that's why Judas is that tragic figure, like I said, because Jesus gives him every opportunity to be loved, to feel loved, to uh, to feel this sense of belonging. But Judas had his own plan, and that's what happens to us. Mm-hmm. We have our own plans. We want God to do this for us, and we wanted to do it. We want Him to do it. In this way and in this manner, and it blinds us. Mm-hmm. And that's not how God operates. As I've said many a times, it's like, do we do we believe in God or do we believe in a genie who grants our wishes? And we were talking about th- that devotion. We were talking about our affair. Is that some people sometimes those devotions are like to obtain a grace or to obtain. And it's not saying that devotions are a bad thing, but when we approach it as to, I want to get this. What if you don't get that? Yep. You know, what if, you know, we, we shouldn't be doing things to, to, to want things. It's, a, it's, it's going back to what Jesus said yesterday in the gospel, not once, not twice, but three times, the third time he didn't say it out loud, was, you know, Father, if it be possible, let this chalice pass, but let thy will be done. And that should be all our prayer. Not what, what I want. It's not what Judas wanted. It's not what Peter wanted. It's what our his Jesus' father, our father, mm-hmm. wanted. And that's why we we need we need to allow ourselves to be loved the way Judas did not allow himself to be loved by Jesus. To believe in a way that G, that Judas did not believe in Jesus. Judas wanted Jesus to do what everybody that probably took a palm branches, mm-hmm. wanted him to do. Because those same people would would be saying crucify him. That's what our Joseph Gomez is saying. We're actors in this. Same people that pick up the palms and say, Hosanna, the son of David, are the same people that are going to yell crucify him. 
minutes later in the passion narrative. So we don't allow ourselves, like Judas, to be loved by him, to believe in him, to say, thy will be done. And that's what's important, to allow ourselves, to let, you know, to allow Jesus to, to do his work in us. And that's why Judas is a tragic figure. Now, the question I had for you, because your wife said something about Judas this morning, and did she explain it to you? No. Okay. No, and I haven't I haven't written back to her yet. <laughs> she texted the two of us very early this morning. <laughs> I guess you were on your way the, to No, I had I had Matthias here, so I had to take him back to I had to take him over to school today. Mm-hmm. Um You wanna get into it? Sure. Um Cancer. Yeah, no, the, the first half was great. But but the second the finishing line where where she asks Judas, I forget what she wrote exactly, but it was basically like Judas help me, uh, Judas help me, and I don't know I, that was a little that one didn't sit. I get what she's saying, but she's gonna kill us for this. Yeah, she is. We might need to remove this. <laughs> <laughs> she said, um, "We're gonna do it." Sure, why not? She said, <laughs> sin grows like a cancer, so we have to fight it like we fight cancer. Fight it hard. Okay, perfect. Judas teaches how to fight against sin. Okay, so... The sentiment is good. No, no, and, and that's her been, that was her morning reflection. No, I, I, I kind of get what she's saying, because it's like we learn what not to do. Right. Because Judas allowed this need to, for power, this need for, for, for wealth... To, you know, to spread throughout him just like a cancer would spread. And so we have, to, and then at the end, and this is what your wife is probably reflecting on because she heard this yesterday in the gospel. Yeah. Say, wait, what have I done? Because that's where we get to when we get to confess. See, I'm mm-hmm. redeeming your wife here. Okay. So you should be doing, young man. <laughs> no, I, no, no, no. Okay. I, I started with, I, it's it's good. No, no, no. So so But it leads to the question, the, the age old question, where is Judas? Right. So when we get to when we get to that point in the gospel where Judas uh regrets what he's done. And 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 we respond to Judas as a as a people. Mm-hmm. What is that to us? We don't care. Judas, instead of realizing, okay. What have I done? And that's the point where we're at when we realize I need to go to confession. Yep. Okay, but Judas doesn't allow himself to be overcome by the mercy of God because he could have done a host of different things. He could have gone and screamed Jesus' name instead of Barabbas. Mm -hmm. He could have disappeared like Peter and waited for Jesus to rise from the dead and redeem him. Mm No, G- Judas took... He gave in to despair. And he gave in to despair and, and hung luck. himself. Yep. So that's why he's a tragic figure. So we get to the point that Judas is, what have I done? When we realize that, that's when we realize we have to go to confession. And that's the lesson I think Angelica was trying to reflect on this morning. Because sin does grow like a cancer. Absolutely. And, and what she's saying is we have to fight it as hard as we do cancer. And that's powerful. Because you see, you know, I was just with the girl, you know, with Alexander who just finished her cancer treatments and is cancer-free, just finished in February. 
And this weekend I went to see her in a play and she was brilliant and she was beautiful and she was wonderful. And I'm watching her and go, look at this girl that was, I've seen so many times, mm-hmm. bedridden, yep. you know, looking, you know, wasted away, almost wasted away because of, of the chemo that's destroying her. But it's, when it's really healing, or that's a, the contradiction of, of cancer treatment. But, but, but she was fighting it hard. And so if we apply that same mentality, that same conviction to fighting sin, ooh, what, you know, then we start genuinely down the path to holiness. So Judas, a reason, another reason why he's a tragic figure is that, not, in, especially in St. Luke's Gospel, he's present. It doesn't say when he leaves, and yet in the Gospel we, 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 we read yesterday, we assume he left before the Last Supper, before the first Eucharist. Mm-hmm. And in the Gospel of Luke, he's there. And then after Jesus takes this all-you-need-it and gives them communion for the very first time, then after that is when Jesus talks about the betrayer. And yet, behold, the hand of the one who has betrayed me is with me on the table. The Son of Man indeed goes as has been determined, but woe to that man by whom he has betrayed. And they began to debate among themselves, you know, who would do such a deed. He was there. It was something that I went to a talk by Bishop Estevez two weeks ago, and, and he talked about that. It's something that he's always, he said he's always struggled with, is that, my goodness, you know, Judas is there. Judas is given communion. Jesus fully knowing what was in his heart, fully knowing that this man would betray him. There, there's, there's a chalice in, in our private chapel in the rectory uh, that has the 12 apostles. Not the twelve apostles with Matthias, twelve apostles with Judas, Judas wow. and there, uh, you know it's Judas because he doesn't have the halo around his head, and because he's holding the thirty pieces of silver, in the bag. I remember one day I was celebrating mass in there. It was it was during the summer months, and I don't know if I think I was coming from vacation or between stops on a vacation. I stopped by to do laundry or something, and I celebrated mass up there. And I remember holding up the chalice and Judas, Judas looking, looking at you, looking right at me. <laughs> man, why did you jump to that, man? You were going there. You... I know I was going there. <laughs> so, and and I, and I really took that to prayer, and I had forgotten about that until his Father Bishop Estevez uh, said it a couple of weeks ago. And that's something that, hmm, I said Jesus gave Judas every opportunity to allow himself to be loved. And it, no, it was not part of Jesus' plan. And it happens to us. It's not part of our plan. You know, let's bring it back to, to Palm Sunday and what we were talking about at the beginning of, of the episode. Like, Father Manny wants Palm Sunday celebrated a certain way, but the thing is there's, there's 3,000 people that show up and ministers that all want Palm Sunday done no. their way. I just want the palm. Father, is this palm blessed? You know, you know, there's too many people in here. The music's too loud. The music's too soft. All right, you know, whatever. And you just have to allow God yep. to do His work. Yep. And I felt when I went into that 10:30 mass, refreshed, renewed, because the salvific words of those of that gospel. When you're reading it, when you're really getting into it. I remember the, um, 
Martha, who's 94, who just turned 94, um, Stockhausen, who yeah. just turned 94 yeah. on, on, on Saturday. She was, she always sits in that first, she sits behind, she sits in that first pew behind the, the, the baptismal font on the aisle. And I'm, and every now and then I would look up to her. She was standing there. Wasn't even, didn't have the miscellaneous. She was paying attention to every word wow. that was being said. Nice. And then it brings me to a story that I wanted to tell you. I told you to, I was going to tell you this morning. I haven't told you yet because, you know, I'm going through all this. And, and, and then at 1230 Mass, we, there, there was a, a lot of people and, and there was somebody fainted during the reading of the Passion. And they weren't because, not because they were standing, they were sitting down, but it was a little warm because we kept the doors open. There were doors kept flinging open. There was a lot of people. So we got a little warmer than it usually is in our freezing church. And so, and then all that. And then, um, you know, and then I had the five five thirty mass, and that's Father Andrew had I that started and and and, you know, there were so many things that were going wrong, and I'm just go back to the, you know, I go let me go back, shower because I, I had to go to a dinner last night, and come back you know nicely dry, and to greet the people, mm-hmm. so as I'm walking up to the church, I you know, you know you have the people leaving after communion, and I'm like, you know, so, and then one gentleman comes up to me and I go oh, he's coming to complain about something. Had that face that he's coming to complain about something again, jumping to conclusions. And he referenced something that I said in my homily, not only last week, but the week before. He said to me, Father, and he said it with a trembling voice, I am that coward you talked about in your homily last week. If you, if you recall, in the homily last week, I was talking about the importance of going to confession. Mm-hmm. And all those, I know, but I confess my 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 sins directly to God, and I immediately said, cowards. Jesus gave us a sacrament of confession. Who are we to question God? It's a cowardly act. And, and, and I say this, and I always say this, is that when I'm preaching, I'm preaching to myself as well. Because yep. I'm pointing a finger out, it's the street pointing right back at me. And this gentleman is telling me, this brother is telling me, I have not been to confession so long. What do I have to do to come back to confession? I go, okay. I go, I go. do you still have the examination? The bulletin from last week. Examination and conscience. There's your start. Go through it. Because you have no idea the power of the sacrament. And if you're feeling this right now, and he was trembling, you know, you have no idea what awaits you mm-hmm. when you make a good confession. Yep. And... There's no secret sauce. There's no perfect, you know, silver bullet to, to do a, a great confession. You know, it's just going through the examination of conscience saying, this is what I've done. Is accepting an invitation that Judas rejected and realizing that we're all cowards because every single one of the disciples, save John, left Jesus' sight. And now... We're the ones that are left with this. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk with Jesus, like John, like the Marys, all the way to the cross, and that's what is before us this week. You know, so accept that invitation to go to confession on Wednesday. Don't be afraid of the lines. Offer it up as a sacrifice. Pray, pray a rosary while you're mm-hmm. while you're standing in line. If it's that long, it, we're going to have many priests. Yeah. Hopefully the lines are well, moving. They move, they move quickly. They move. No. Okay. I know people that have gone here at seven or gone by seven thirty. Okay. And, and don't be discouraged by the lines. And then Thursday, 
8 p.m., Mass of the Lord's Supper. Washing of the feet. Walking with the Lord to the garden. Is that your favorite Mass of the year? Yeah, you you asked me that because we've talked about it. It, it. it In terms of... No, because it, it's always, you know, the, the Holy Thursday, Easter Vigil, no, but, but, yeah. Midnight Mass. Right, but, those, are, those are like the yeah, big ones. But Holy... But. <laughs> I remember the first time I celebrated Holy Thursday Mass. I was a vocation director. I wasn't yet a pastor, but the first time I washed feet. And and it's like your priesthood comes to life right there in a practical way. And so, you know, you're celebrating that Mass on the night, and you're saying the words on that night. And in, in the Missal, there's these, it says, on this very night. Mm-hmm. And so you, there is, an even, you know, every Mass is connected to that Last Supper, but that night especially. It's it's what they it's what the youngest child says during the Jewish Passover. Why is this night different from all the others? You know, because once we were slaves, and now we are not. We're going to hear it from the in the first reading. This is the Passover of the Lord. We enter into the Passion with Him, and then why why is it also my favorite? Because I have Lewis, you know, our music director, sing this because it's such a powerful Taizé hymn. What Jesus told the disciples yesterday, stay with me, remain with me, watch and pray. And the way that they pray it, the way that they sing it, oh, it's, it's sublime. And and seeing the people that do the, 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 the pilgrimage of the seven monuments, the, the seven altars of repose through the diocese, is also beautiful. So I sit there in the back and and almost like, and we have this invitation to prayer. On And Jesus, just like he told the disciples, stay and watch with me. Everybody comes at the beginning, you know, to see oh, to see the how beautiful the altar poses. It's always beautiful, but and but there are always like fifty or sixty, you know, people that always stay there, mm-hmm. and until midnight. Best. And it's just the best. that the calm, serene atmosphere in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, with, there's, the, there's with no obviously music. with with our Lord and the Blessed Sacrament. There's no music. It's just you know the music ends when when the choir departs, and there's silence until midnight. And then we enter into Good Friday. And Good Friday, it's, it's you know, people, I had somebody ask me, well, there's a Mass on Good Friday morning. Well, no, there's no Mass on Good Friday. There's a service at 3 and a service at, at 8. And we, we, do, we do receive Holy Communion, but people are confused. Because they're used to, like, the mm-hmm. rhythm of the church, you right. have Mass in these days. Um, but Good Friday, again, we are called to enter into the Passion narrative again, and, but, um, and we embrace the cross. We venerate the cross. We... Behold, you know, what the deacon says, behold the wood of the cross on which hung the salvation of the world. You know, we're confronted with the reality of the cross. You know, great, um, it's a great evangelical preacher, Max Ocado, whose books are extraordinary. You know, when he mentions Mary, or doesn't mention Mary, but he said, and I've quoted this before in a Good Friday homily, he says, you know, there's so many things you can say about the cross, but you cannot ignore it. It's there ugliness it's it's violence it's it's it, it it's unfairness there i said it this morning is spotless lamb the fragile lamb of god was murdered was given up was offered as a sacrifice he paid the debt of our sins and then holy Saturday were confronted by silence church is empty the church is kind of empty on Friday. There's no decoration. There's nothing but Saturday. Silence. 
church is empty. Well, and I'll talk about that on my podcast on Saturday morning. Uh, that that that's what calls us to, and then obviously the Easter Vigil, which if you've never been to one, I encourage oh, it's going to be beautiful you have this year. To, at least once. It's hard two to it's hard hours, to not go back once you've two and a half once. hours, and 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 you know we talked about earlier in London is like you know almost the the length of a of a Marvel movie. Yeah. You know if I could, <laughs> you know, can't believe I just compared you know the divine sacrifices of mass to a Marvel movie, but if we but it doesn't it, feel like two and a half hours because you're not celebrating the mass. <laughs> no, I'm seeing it. Yeah, but no, it it, it, it doesn't. It, it's it moves along, but and. But it is so powerful. We welcome new members into the church. We, you know, there's there's a joy. We hear the glorious song for the first time. You know, it's sung. You know, it's sung on on Annunciation on Saint Joseph. But you know, now we're singing it. You know, as as a hymn of praise because of the risen Christ and that first Alleluia. Yeah. You know that that uh, that we hear. You know, for the first time in forty days. That, that it's always so powerful. So. And then I'm gonna have a midnight cup of coffee. And wow, he's he's done well. He may he he may have it if we come to the studio right after. He may have it here because we have a coffee maker at the end of the hallway. He may have it while on air on 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 uh, if we record on Saturday. We'll see. We did it last year, so we invite you to enter into Holy Week. We invite you to uh, to accept that invitation. Yeah. I, I like to say this is our this is our Super Bowl week. Mm-hmm. Somebody somebody sent me a, a friend of mine sent me a text. Uh, uh, last night with Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, in Commando, you know, putting on yeah. the eye block, <laughs> and I'm like, and and he, she said, uh, she said something along the lines of, along the lines of, um, uh, Godspeed, right? And I'm like, what is she, what is she talking? Welcome about? to Holy Week. No, she she I I because I was having dinner last night. She sends me this text, and it's like, so did something happen with Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> <laughs> that that and he said that he's been canceled. He said something that he was canceled or something like that. No, it's like she goes, uh, it's Super Bowl week for you, and literally said Super Bowl week. Yep. And I responded with, you know what I was having <laughs> for dinner last night, <laughs> which yesterday are the priests of the parish. You know, we we, we always have a you know Holy Thursday we celebrate our priesthood, and and tomorrow we have lunch with the Archbishop. Um, but you know I like to get the priests house together, have a nice dinner, and and there was a benefactor who treated us to dinner last night. And and it was a wonderful camaraderie and, and and it was wonderful fellowship and and to, to get us ready yep. for and really the only night that we have available this week so to, to go out and have dinner I cannot emphasize enough participate in all the liturgies it's you don't one, it, you don't have liturgy. to you don't have to uh, but East the, the, just the the explosion of Easter is all the more powerful when you've really journeyed through. The entirety of the Triduum, you know, when when you've celebrated Holy Thursday, when you've when you've you know, adored and, and beheld the cross on Good Friday, when you've sat in that silence, that interminable silence on, on Holy, the Holy Saturday feel like it doesn't end for you, just waiting for that eight p.m. Yes. It's like come on, come on, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's nothing else to do except to pray, pray yeah. your homily. And then me. you know, to, to, so so to journey through those three. Those those three it's one liturgy, but those three, you know, celebrations, you know, and then boom, you get the the explosion of everything that is Easter, the light, the candles, the, the flowers, the flowers, yeah. the everything, the Just, joy of the choir, the joy of the people, and 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 it's and it's something that to behold, and 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 like I said, it's eight o'clock, eight o'clock, eight o'clock. It's eight o'clock in Spanish on yeah. Friday, but 
when you journey through that, and I invite you, even if you go to the three o'clock service on, on English on on um, what Friday. do you call it, on Friday, come back at nine o'clock for the procession with with you know with the 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 statue of the corpse of Christ that we take around the block through the streets of Coral Gables. It's powerful. It may have been do a beautiful job, and 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 we're praying the rosary. I don't know. We we are praying the rosary, you know, and and you know we stop and 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 and. And just behold, you know, it's like we're taking Christ from the cross mm-hmm. to the tomb. And it's a beautiful, beautiful expression of faith. And and t- don't take it for granted because our brothers and sisters in Nicaragua have been barred from doing those yep. processions through the streets this, yep. this, East, this Lent and this Holy Week. So, you know, be thankful for the freedoms that we have. Yes, we have to pull a bunch of permits to, to do the procession, literally just to go around the block, yep. but... We have the freedom in this country to be able to do that and to be able to take Christ in the streets as, as St. Augustine did this past Saturday when he did the way of the cross from from St. Augustine all the way to the shrine of Our Lady of Charity. So Holy Week is here. Take advantage of it. Participate it. Enter into the passion of the Lord. We are actors in this divine drama. Christ has called you out just like he called those anonymous figures, just like he calls Every single person who took part in that passion had a crucial role to play. What role will you play? How will you be affected? How will you respond to the love that Peter denied and and Judas totally, totally rejected? How will you respond? And going from, I do not know this man, to truly, this was the Son of God. running back. Wow. That's your fiance's boy. Exactly. It's yeah, a no-brainer. He's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> that guy just... No, but... Just... No. Get out of here. <laughs> what was that last night? All right, take two. <laughs> because, we're doing take two because Father... <laughs> father uh, dropped a word that he shouldn't have dropped in, in regards to his canes. <laughs> So let's let's start over. What a run by those Hurricanes. What a run. Final four. And Danny Hurley, who is brother of Bobby Hurley. Yeah, I was I said last <laughs> week he was a point guard of Duke. <laughs> Bobby was a point guard of Duke. Their father was a legend in coaching in high school basketball in New Jersey. And what a and listen, you could say all you want about the missed layups. It's just a superior t- team. And not that coach L was out coached. Um, boys just had an off night. Oh, so they, they shot what thirty percent from oh. the field. Did not see the game. <laughs> no, well, I had it on. I in, saw I saw bits and pieces at the I didn't end. Hear I was the at game. a restaurant. We had it on, but it was muted in the background because okay. we were celebrating Angie's birthday. There you go. But so, uh, rough game, rough game. But Connecticut. I I told you last a, week they're the best team in the tournament. That's a solid team and double and this digit wins. Seven foot two freshman. Like that's not even fair. Yep. I don't know how many of those guys come back, but uh, I mean, the freshman go. Pro, I mean, I don't think he'll go pro, but uh, my goodness, it was. Uh, I wish I, I have it recorded. I want to go back and just take in, you know, the the spectacle of the Canes on that stadium, you know, on my television, not on my phone, 
you know, and and I had I started watching it yesterday, and then something interrupted it. You know, I saw it like maybe thirty seconds. Something, and well, God doesn't want me to look at this on Palm Sunday. So, but what's what's a worse way to lose the uh, to get blown out? No, no, it wasn't really a blowout, but I mean they they kind of ran away. I with prefer it. that than one to Florida Atlantic. Florida Atlantic. Oh, I, oh. I I did see that live. It was intermission. I had to go to a play at Lourdes, and I was intermission. Oh, and that, Florida Atlantic was hurt. finishing. I'm not even a FAU fan, but that hurt. I mean, I was pulling for him. No, I wasn't. You know, I wasn't. I was kind of upset all week that they were kind of stealing our thunder. <laughs> no, it's a, my, oh, our two like our local Miami FAU is in Boca. That's a different uh, that's a different uh, market. Okay, um, sure, Howard Schellenberger is the one common denominator. Mm. And if it wasn't for Howard Schellenberger, neither the Canes nor the Owls would have been in the Final Four. Not because he was a basketball coach, because he resurrected both athletic programs. And in, in the case of FAU, started the football yep. program, but they had. They had basketball, yeah. so um, I mean, it would it would have been fun to have FAU Miami. My biggest fear, though, was having that matchup and then losing in the national title game, and that, then we would never hear the end of no, it. No, of course, that's that's why I wanted them to lose. So, but and out, the way that the they, way lost, they lost, oh. last second shot, that was that was cruel. That was that was very cruel. But no, we were. I mean, you could say that we were never in the game. We, we were losing. We, we couldn't hit layups. Defense was bad. Rebounding couldn't be with that guy in the middle. But well, we, I, were, we were down 20. And then we, we got back to eight. And I was saying, uh, we, were, we were commenting with the people that came over. I said, get it within 10, within 10. And we did. We got it to within nine. I went eight. We got to eight. And then. It was about 10 minutes ago. And then Wong came back. I remember exactly. Wong came back and took it, started playing hero ball and because yeah. it, it had worked before. Yeah. And no, just get solid baskets and it stops. You know, don't too much. But thirty percent, you're not winning yeah, a game not, for no, shooting. Especially 30%. against UConn, and and I think UConn takes San Diego State. Oh, I mean, San Diego State. I think was was that their only lead? I don't, I don't know. I didn't see the entire game, but I knew that every time I looked at the watch, my watch, it was I mean, they were losing at least at least uh, second half because they were down big. It doesn't matter as long as you're winning at the end yep. when the clock's at yep. zero. That that's all that matters. But I think UConn takes down San Diego State tonight. And what a run by them also. Yep. Amazing. And so that was UM, and, and we're proud. We, we speak, Just to stay in, 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 in Carl Gable's, uh, boy, did the UM baseball take it to the nose this weekend. You know, apparently the nose basketball and baseball programs are in down years. Yikes, what's going first, on? First sweep since I forget what year, but it's been a while. But, and it was in... Attic sweeps, yep. it's like double digits and home yep. runs galore, and and what's going on in Tallahassee? Yeesh, yeesh. No one's complaining. I'm not complaining. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> just saying, wow, what's going on in Tallahassee? Uh, the Heat had a big win against Dallas, but they've been they've been floundering there. The Panthers have gotten back to back wins. I don't know if they'll make it. They're in playoff position right now. Uh huh. Are, are they in playoff position? Yeah, they 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 got they jumped into into because the second wild card because they had they had a they were like lost several in a row there on um they lost several in a row there on uh, week at the beginning of last we week. Pitt? I think we jumped Pitt. Pittsburgh, the Penguins. So yeah, we're in playoff position. We're we're in the we're the first wild card. Oh no, oh, Pitt Pitt jumped us again because they no, had, no, they had a game yesterday. No, no, we're not the first wild card. Pitt. Has, is one Pittsburgh is one point ahead of us. Yeah, we were ahead of them, but they won last night, so they jumped us again. So, so and, but we but we're even on games. So 
this is coming down the last five games. The last game is on is a week from Thursday. So let us see. Inter Miami lost their third game. It was a third or fourth, third game in a row after winning their first two. To Cincinnati won nothing, and uh, it's a glorious week. You know why it's a glorious week? Not only is it Holy Week. You know what other week it is? What week is it, Father? What week is it? Come on. You know the so, dulcet. You know the birds chirping. Spring. It's one of these beautiful signs of spring. It's Master's Week. And you know, seeing they showed uh, the women's. I literally, I I got back home around eleven thirty on on Sunday on Saturday night because I went to see. You know, I, I talked about it in the first segment. Went to see younger. Uh, you know, a bunch of my old students mm-hmm. and it's Lord's play. And then went had dinner and I got back at eleven thirty. Did not want to watch the Canes game at that point. I go so I had literally I had been watching. And you're gonna say, Father, you, you know, now Father's gone off the deep end. <laughs> the Augusta National Women's Amateur. So I was watching ladies golf, <clears throat> amateur golf, but now on the ground. Now we've really covered it all in the sports. Yes, section. we have. Okay, <laughs> now we really have. So I and the thing is that I had to go to mass, and so I didn't see the ending. And I go, this is going to go to a playoff, and I recorded it, and I watched it. And we went to a playoff. They didn't fall asleep till one thirty. What I was. Next week on Monday morning, homeless pickleball. That was I did see it. I saw I saw like ten minutes of it yesterday. Andre Agassi and uh, Andy Roddick played. Uh, played. Hold on, uh, you're actually speaking intelligently. Michael on Chang pickleball here. played Michael oh. Chang and John Macaro, and it was done in Hard Rock uh, Casino and Hotel oh. up in Hollywood. Chris Fowler. Uh, we did not plan this, by the way. No, this was not planned. <laughs> He's like you, big old. I I was I was flipping channels and there it was, because when I turn on my TV, it's on the ESPN. And I was playing at ESPN when I went over between the ten, you know, while the twelve thirty match was going on, I turned it on. There it was. Your and, your ability to recall useless information. Is, yes. Is speaking impre- of is useless, <laughs> speaking of useless, can we talk about that? You and I have the same batting average as a Marlins cleanup hitter yesterday. <sighs> I talked about it with Ashley. Mm. How was your experience of opening day last Thursday, Jorge? A disaster. Yeah. Traffic? Traffic was awful. I mean, we'd just gone through the World Baseball Classic. You'd think they'd have some semblance of a traffic pattern. 31,000 people. And it was impossible to get into. Mm -hmm. And now with the speed baseball rules, if you're five minutes late, you've missed two innings. (laughs) We literally walked in at the bottom of the second inning. And we we were not that late. Wow. Second inning. Bottom of the second inning? Yeah. And then you walked into what? And how was the stadium? How was the ambiance in the stadium? Four sections, it was, complete it sections was, uh, of Mets fans. I'm not going to call it, I'm not going to dignify it by calling it what they want to call it. But yes, it was, it was Mets and Mets and more Mets. And I say that they could not have taken four complete, because you just looked out towards the, th- the third base, I mean... The right field line, the first base line, and you saw four complete. They were wearing all the team t shirts. Yeah. Queen South. No, you said. no, don't say it, man. Oh, you. Oh, I thought you wouldn't say. Uh, <laughs> ta- I thought you didn't want to say the word takeover. Oh, sorry. No. Okay. Even, go back. Even, go back. To even York. people in, <laughs> Get out of in, in New York City proper don't <laughs> like people from Queens. I remember that I, I sat next to a, in a Yankee game. I sat next to a, a guy during a, a Mets Yankee Subway Series. And it was one of those days that early in the year that it rained out, so they were playing a day game in Yankee Stadium, a night game in Shea. 
And the guy goes, yeah, yeah, they got to go to shade us. And then they got to go disinfect themselves before coming back here and playing tomorrow. <laughs> it was perfect. It was so perfect. <laughs> Queens. And that's where we fly oh, into the Mets. But, and they took three or four from us. That guy that pitched yesterday, for, I mean, the ghost pork ball, was it? Yep. Um, I mean, we scored early, but didn't yeah, score but again. You had him on the ropes and. You and did. On our we inability had to come up. We got our, let me, with, let's just put it this way. If you have your first five batters of the game reach base, how many runs are you scoring? With, I would, no, first, with no out. Yeah, the first no five outs, batters of the game. Obviously, no outs. You, you would say at least at least two, probably three, ideally more. We got one. We loaded up the bases, struck out, struck out. And literally, the, the two worst places to the, to strike out. Bases loaded or runner on third with no outs and runner on third with one out. You put the ball in play. Put the ball in play. Anything. I mean, there were strike. I mean, okay, it's a new guy, but the thing is, the first couple of batters were arise. Hello. Thank you. Kim yeah. Ang got one right. Yep. But Except that, he's going to be stranded on base all season long. <laughs> we got no one to bring him in. George is bringing the positivity this morning. <laughs> Can I rip the flag down yet? No. No. But I'm gonna I'm gonna put up the old school logo because that's the only way we win. <laughs> it was it was a throwback. You know they look beautiful, didn't oh, they? It was glorious. They, they looked absolutely. You glorious. know my favorite is you could look at a TV from a mile away and know that's the Marlins. Absolutely. You know now everything's to the black helmets and white. And if you don't, if it's not zoomed in on the logo, who is that? What team is that? Can I give you some sign of hope? Some sign. We are not in last place. You know who's in last place? Who's in last place? The defending National League champions. The Phillies the, are the bottom feeders, since they called us the bottom feeders three years ago. The Phillies are in last place. They haven't won? They, have, they are the only team in baseball that has not won a game. Oh, wow. Every team in baseball has won a game. Very few teams won, played four games like we did. Uh, but we're, t- we're tied. No, we're not tied with Washington because Washington only has one win, but we have three losses. They have two. So, yeah, the Phillies, surprising. They got swept by Texas. Uh, did not. I mean, other than the Yankees, I didn't see much else that was going on. Uh, the only there, three the three division leaders in the American League. The Twins are coming to town today, undefeated three and zero. Tampa Bay's three and zero. Texas swept the Phillies three and zero. Everybody in the National League has a loss. So at least one loss. So yeah, it's but Luzardo, we, okay, some positivity here. Luzardo pitched a great game. Luzardo looked good. Yep, Sandy looked good. Sandy, yeah, it's the first week. You know, first game, first game that counts for mm-hmm. for all these guys. Yeah, he looked good. Ed Cabrera. He's got mm. to, he's got some nice stuff, but we'll see. He's young. Well, I mean, it's it's early, and we'll see how the Twins are a good team, and yep. and Pablo pitches. Pablo Lopez pitches, I think, tomorrow. Against know, Sandy? No, uh, somebody else pitches against Sandy. Uh, can tell, tonight. Can tell, can tell me a pitches against Sandy. Because tonight's our fifth. Tonight's our fifth game. Yeah, it's it, and the Twins are they're a solid Who's team. Who's pitching tonight? Who's our foot? Who is our five? I will tell you right now. That's how in tune I am with what's going on right now. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. <laughs> uh, Quato's pitches tonight. Joy. Oh yeah. He had a great spring. I'm being facetious. I'm smiling and oh, speaking through my teeth. Marlins. Johnny. No, who knows? Maybe he comes out and pitches a gem tomorrow. Yeah, Sandy paces. Pitches against Maeda, and Pablo pitches against Lusardo. That'll be a good matchup yeah. on Wednesday on Wednesday afternoon. Matinee Wednesday afternoon, one ten. I don't know if I want to do that before uh, 
before confessions. No. Uh, I asked you this question. You gave me a very honest answer. After your experience, and we, we love going to the ballpark, but after your experience on Thursday and after your experience with long concession lines and, 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 and scoreboard glitches and you weren't there for that craziness concert that happened on the field that was a reject of ultra. I asked you last Friday, Jorge, are you inclined to go back to the ballpark this year? Not particularly. Wow. And these are two men that Not two seasons ago had season tickets. Yep. Not all 181 games, but had season ticket plans and were Marlins members. Let me look. I love go- I love going to a game. I love baseball. And I like that the games are are not taking an eternity right. I now. have I did not notice other than the the clock actually. I would have if you would not have the clock there, I would not have noticed no, the pitch. But here's but here's my deal. If you get up to go to the restroom, if you get up to go buy peanuts, yeah. You you lose an in, you you've lost an inning and a half now. Yeah, it's, it's you if it's a full house, you're losing two innings where you're watching it on a TV in the in the line. So we got there's there's a lot to fix, to say the least here in Miami. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- there is. So it's a long season. It just started. Hope still springs eternal, especially because it's Masters Week. I, I mean, I, I don't have the music right now, but it's thinking the 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 dun dun dun. You know, it's beautiful. It's it's great. Holy Thursday will be here. Actually, do you work on? Yeah, you do work yeah. on Thursday. We'll be here playing in the office. You know, and, and the sounds. And you know, and the, and the and the and the birds and Amen Corner and and it was just it's just beautiful. I have to walk those grounds. And shout out to you know Larissa Wheeler, one of our yeah. fourth graders who came in third nice. in our division nice. in the drive chip and putt championship yesterday. Who, by the way, was also being broadcast. I caught five minutes of it as because we're replaying as I went to bed last night. Pickleball. I, I called. I covered you. almost everything. <laughs> I also, threw pickleball out there and you because, had something to say. Oh, about here That's we go. Crazy. Here we go. Because <laughs> I went to bed so late when I was finished watching the replay of the women's amateur on ESPN, the Ocho. No, no, I had, it was on. It was on. It was on NBC. <laughs> and so, and then I had to go to Golf Channel because I had to go to the Villa Open. And so, after that, I turn I turn off the, the DVR and it, and it goes back to ESPN. The Australian Grand Prix, the Formula One, and congratulations, Max Verstappen, for winning a crash field. It went on until three in the morning. I did not watch the whole thing. But yeah, people probably saw it the next morning or stayed up. I don't know. You really want to go nuts? We could talk WrestleMania. No, I'm out. If it was I'm 1987, out. I'm leaving. If it was 1987, he literally, he literally, <laughs> <laughs> if it was 1987, I could tell you Hulk Hogan and Macho Ronnie, Macho Savage, and when Andre the Giant, I could talk to you, you know, with great authority. About 1980. That's my cue to now. ask us to give us a Holy Week blessing and send us off here. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, my goodness. And congratulations to LSU for winning the national championship in women's basketball. And happy that birthday, was, Angie. I love you. Her birthday was yesterday. But yes, um, women's basketball was very good this weekend. But we're not going to get into that. <laughs> it was. I didn't see the game yesterday, but I heard it was the referees were awful. All right. Have a great Holy Week, everyone. Uh, Pick up pickleball. <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm just trying to make. I'm just trying to break Jorge. I said I'm breaking him. Uh, I've broken Jorge. I don't get. I I saw it and I don't get it. It's it's tennis and ping pong, you know. And and I guess a little bit of. I don't get it. I, I just what's it's old men playing old tennis players playing. I don't know. I didn't get it. Pickleball. 
I don't get it. Fastest growing sport in the United States, apparently. No. It is. That's what that's what they said. <laughs> that's what that's what they said. Seriously, that that is what they said. If you're still around. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if you're still around. Um <laughs> yeah. All right. Seriously, we can. We're trying. We're trying to wrap this up. Trying to land the plane, and they keep veering us off course. Uh, now I'm looking towards a crucifix on our wall, and now we're getting. Let's let's land this plane. Get into Holy Week. Go onto our website. When you go on our website, the Holy Week schedule pops up. You know, you know, print it up, put it on your refrigerator, or if you took the bullet home, cut that up, put it on your refrigerator. Join us for all the Holy Week Holy Week events. Keep your priests in prayers. It's a long week for us, and we really feel your prayers and, and, and are strengthened by them. Someone told me yesterday, it was Nana, told me, I've been praying for you for this week. We appreciate them. And, you know, walk with Jesus on the Passion. And may Almighty God bless you. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.